Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of The Infertile Diagnosis. I'm your host, Monica Cox, along with Sarah Clark, and we're here to support, inspire, and educate those who are all consumed with the label of infertility. We totally know how you're feeling. Both Sarah and I were diagnosed with a form of infertility before we hit our 30s. We let the fertility experts dictate our past and ignored what our bodies were trying to tell us for far too long. So here we are, helping you take control of your infertile diagnosis. This episode of the Infertile Diagnosis is brought to you by the Fertility Reconnect course, brought to you by me, Monica Cox from MyMindfulMe.com. Now this course is the course that I would have died for during my infertility years. If you are dealing with unexplained infertility or if you know you have an autoimmune issue, including thyroid issues, this is the course that's going to get really down to what is going on in your body. We're going to discover together what food you cannot eat and what food you can eat. We're going to work on our mental health and we're going to work together to build new, long-lasting, healthy routines and habits. So head over to the website, mymindfulme.com, pre-register and get on the list to be one of the first in line. There's only 25 seats available on this course. We're going to have registration on December 1st for two weeks, and then the course actually starts on January 4th. So head over to the website for more information. And while you're there, you can become a Mindful Me member for free. And you can actually check out the course and have exclusive access before it goes live. So once again, head over to mymindfulme.com and check out the Fertility Reconnect course. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Infertile Diagnosis. We are on week 16 and we have another Q&A for you. Um, just two, um, two questions this week, but I think we have a lot to say about them. And I think these are probably like, Probably the top two questions most women ask during infertility, especially the um, early years. Um, I got asked, how did I determine what supplement to take? Bah, bah, bah. Right? This is kind of a loaded question. So what part of my uh, journey are we talking about? Because <laughs> if you're at the beginning of it, good old Google told me to take all sorts of shit. And that's how I determined what to take <laughs> and that's all the easy quick stuff right the um royal jelly if that's like considered a supplement um what was um i'm having a brain Bee fart pollen, maca yeah all, yeah vitex there that's the vitex one um false unicorn what's the one that um is like the clomid like you can get it like just at the store, but it like supposed to act like Clomid for you. I did that a shitload of times too. I don't, I forget what it's called. Um, but yeah, none of these, absolutely none of these. What the CoQ10 is a really popular one. And obviously, yeah, ubiqu uh, ubiquinol. Yeah. 
so all of these are just really focusing on, let's say, fertility issues. Um, and all of them are kind of, if they do work, a quick fix, you know? So there's some people that maybe just need a little boost of CoQ10 and that's all they needed. Um, maybe they just happen to take it and then they just happen to fall pregnant the next month. I would say if you're still listening to this podcast, this is not you. You've tried them all uh, like I did. And um, none of those, none of those, I got all off of all of those um, supplements when I started working with a functional medicine practitioner. And when he, you know, really started looking at my body as a whole, he was like, you're having detoxing issues you're having gut function issues. So you're going to get on supplements that support those issues, not your infertility, because it's highly likely, which it was, those things are causing your infertility. Yeah. And I think like the supplement industry is like a multi, is it trillion or billion dollar industry? It's like, everyone's got a new supplement brand coming out and it's, it's really to figure out like we only will recommend professional grade supplements that have been vetted and that we don't have affiliation with any kind of supplement. And it's, it's more to make sure because first of all, the supplements, they can be filled. They can have fillers, the top allergens. I don't know how many times we've had lots of people supplements. We found out that they have a high intolerance to gluten, extremely gluten sensitive. And then they're, they've got wheatgrass, which even though that could be like a fertility supplement, if you're, I think we talked about this before, if you yeah. If you have gluten sensitivity, wheatgrass is not recommend, uh, recommended. So that can be in your supplements or it could have soy. Like those top allergens can have dyes, fillers. So to look at the supplements that you're using, uh, first of all, and then to, um, if you're taking a laundry list of them, to know why you're taking them. And I think a lot of times we're just taking these these ones that are these general recommendations and, and we're, that's, there's still a lot of money even if you go to Costco and you, you get you from Costco Walmart there's there's still there's still a cost to it um and so obviously we take a more targeted approach like the basics would be everyone should be doing a probiotic um everyone should be doing magnesium because it's like 85 percent of us are deficient in it um digestive enzymes because a lot of times people we got gut health so digestive enzymes are a bitters um, and obviously a prenatal with methylated folate, like those are the, the basics, um, and an omega. And then the rest that we recommend, like for a protocol, probably same as you is it's, they're all targeted. It's based on testing. Mm -hmm. So we don't say like everyone's taking Vitex or we got to take wh whatever it may be. Um, it's to look at testing and looking at, we look at stool testing and look at the, the Dutch test drug urine test to see, oh, where are your hormones and what's going on? And is there food sensitivity? Is there gut infection? And then figuring out like a, a protocol then to actually target that. And so you don't have to take bags of this stuff for, for years. Cause I've probably like you had bags of it in my cupboard and <laughs> lots of freaking lots of money on this. And it wasn't, it wasn't targeted until I did a functional approach where and actually got to the root cause and you know why you, you know each supplement why you're taking it like it's explained you're taking this because of this yeah it's about education and i think in the like yeah in the fertility community with those kind of fertility supplements that there's a lot of money being spent on that 
and um, especially to me if it's if it's got some of those fillers dyes and, it, and even more crucial that top allergen like if you're you've got a, a food sensitivity and you're taking it every day in your supplement yeah not, yeah exactly good. yeah oh god I used to um, do them for the week because there's so fucking many of them and I put them in these little baggies for the morning and the night. And then if I was taking, if I had to take three times a day, I would take them, you know, that little baggie to work. And, um, even when I was doing my diet and nutrition, I've talked about this before when I saw the iridologist and then he put me on a shitload more supplements, um, which were just kind of like random. Oh, you're infertile. There's no real reason here. We'll take all this kind of stuff. Um, I think he had like kind of an approach, but it was just so like broad, wasn't it? And um, yeah, it just, um, I'm surprised it didn't go blue. And I would, I would shudder to think how much money I actually spent on vitamins over, you know, even like um, going through like, let's say four or five years of randomly taking them. And then when I did get properly diagnosed with, you know, leaky gut or detoxing issues, you know, supplements are key. They are a, a really important part of um, helping you heal, you know, especially when you're taking a, a prenatal vitamin, getting those nutritions that you might not necessarily get in a diet. Um, even if you're eating an organic diet, you know, there's all the farming issues and that's a whole nother you know, topic, but they are important. So going on all those supplements for another year or two and then still taking supplements. I mean, I don't take nearly as much now, but um, you know, you're still, um, you know, like your omega threes and your fish oils, you know, things like that, that, you know, are healthy um, every day. Well, not every day. I don't take the supplements every day anymore. And that's another thing that I think is an issue with supplements is that it's almost like you get obsessed. Right. And if, if you didn't take those supplements for that one day, that's the reason you're not pregnant. And I know I got to a stage of that. It's like, Oh, I have to be vigilant with these supplements and this is going to work. And, um, yeah. So determining what you need once again is either doing the hard work yourself, which, you know, is a lot of study and you, it is possible to do, um, and figuring out what's actually the root cause of what's going on. And then pinpointing those supplements to aid you to get to a point where you don't need the supplements anymore. Um, and then like you say, um, one of my key, uh, supplements, which you probably get in a prenatal is vitamin C. I know that helps with like, you know, a lot of different issues, not just your immune system. But um, yeah, there's probably a few core ones that everyone could be taking that will be beneficial to overall health, not just your fertility health. And that's your, um, you know, a good, like you say, um, multivitamin that isn't from fucking Costco's. <laughs> um, and yeah, I like to throw in vitamin C and then you said man- magnesium mm-hmm. and then I definitely fish oil top this is a little bit off topic but what what do you think about fish oil when you get pregnant um yeah like i think we will recommend a um is it the is it the cod liver oil the rosita yeah We're not rec- necessarily recommending the mm, i can't remember now what she's recommending if it's like the 
Because I know, um, you know, a lot of people who follow me or talk to me and they get pregnant and they've been on this fish oil and it's actually recommended because of the high vitamin A content to not take fish oil when you're pregnant. And it's a very, I, I do, you know, there's, it's, you know, the science behind it, you know, too much exposure to vitamin A can cause issues. But I think there's this disservice of like, completely taking away a whole food group, you know, and they say don't eat liver because of the high vitamin A. Um, it's just like, can you not just like tone it down a little bit? Or do you just say, don't do it? Yeah, I cannot speak to that because that would be a function the functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. So you would probably know better yeah. than on that one. Well, I don't recommend anything because, <laughs> because I think people need to do what I did personally. I took it. Um, I didn't take it every day. I didn't eat liver every day, but, um, for me, what the nutrients you get and what you get, your baby gets from it is super important, you know, brain function. Um, but yeah, I was just wondering, you know, if you had thoughts on that because yeah, people just completely cut it out because it's recommended. That's what, you know, the health organization or whoever is recommending. Yeah, I would say to not, like to me, the first line of thing is do not self-prescribe, like going on the internet and looking at to see what the top supplements are. I would not self-prescribe. I would really work with a practitioner because you are going to fast track this thing, mm. figure out and take a target approach. And so, yeah, like you could try to, I just think do not self-prescribe. I don't think it's a good idea to self-prescribe. Yeah, no, not at all. And I know I said you you can figure it out if you go and study and you do what you know a functional medicine practitioner is doing, and you want to figure out, then you can <laughs> prescribe yourself. That's like years and years of wait, wasted time. Exactly. <laughs> you hire someone, have them figure it out. Don't self prescribe, and you're because you're wasting all your money on all these supplements, and then it could be completely wrong for you, and actually making your making it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yep, which I've done several times. <laughs> Probably to improve my egg quality. And that is our next question is, what are your top tips for increasing egg quality? And this is a big one because there's a lot of people, you know, that are having, going to IVF and now seeing that their egg quality is poor, like me, you know, I didn't, there was nothing wrong with me, right? I walk in IVF, oh, you got shit eggs. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, to me, it's like to, again, in functional approach, we don't just focus on the eggs. So it's like, what are the stressors in the body? Is there a food sensitivity? Is there a gut infection? What's the environmental toxins, like your cleaning chemicals, your personal care, your, your water, your plastics, mental, emotional side of things, so the whole mind, um, meditation, mindfulness, and then structural stress, so there's a pinched nerve. So if you have any kind of stress going on, that's affecting your egg health. So it's not necessarily going deep into the egg health and taking like CoQ10 and all these targeted supplements for egg health. It's like looking at the whole body. And if you have an autoimmune disease, if you have a gut infection, if you have a food sensitivity, if you have undiagnosed, you know, yeah, autoimmune disease, celiac, Hashimoto's, all those things can impact your egg quality. So it's, it's not, it's like going big, zooming out, not zooming in. Exactly. I mean, just all these little like, how to improve my 
uterine lining and how to improve my eggs and how to improve this. It's just like, why are we singling this out? Your eggs don't live outside your body. It's not like you can go and give them injections or, you know, they, they are poor because this is poor, right? Like this whole body needs to be working together to create healthy eggs. And, um, it's like, once again, it sucks. It sucks that you got those genetics and you therefore have impacted, you know, positive or negative. Most of us have done negative damage to our genetics. And that is your result. Some people get cancer. Some people get an autoimmune disease. Your fertility is affected and you might have some of those other things on top of that. So going in and just looking at this is what I'm going to do to increase my egg quality just doesn't doesn't necessarily work. No, it's it's like that allopathic approach where you like take this the, the, like the thing and you attack the one thing where you're like, oh, I have a cut on my finger or I have like this the symptom, whereas looking at the whole body and see what's what's been dysregulated or what what else is happening in the body, what's causing inflammation and really, um, yeah, it's it's. People like to hear though, tell me the exact steps I can take to improve my egg quality. Like those are episodes on my podcast and posts that actually do really well. Mm-hmm. People want to know the exact steps, but, and zooming out may sound like, again, we're not giving the exact protocol, but if you were taking a functional approach and we look at your health history, which is like over 20 pages long, and we dig into all, all these different issues, then your egg quality does improve. Yeah. people that have been told that they can only use donor eggs and they get pregnant naturally, you know, by taking a functional approach. Um, you got people that come in my, my, my mindset group and they just work on mindset and they get pregnant naturally. Or when they go to their IVF after multiple failed treatments, they, it works. So, and they've had low ovarian reserves. So it's, um, I just think it's, it's to look at it differently and, yeah. um, yeah. The, like looking at the whole, the whole body and zooming out. Yeah. And I think for us, if you say, here's your top tips of egg quality for most people is like, take a supplement, um, eat more salmon and get better sleep. You know, if you have a top three things, let's say, find your food intolerances. That could be for me, number one thing, hands down to improve any situation, find what doesn't work for you. Find what, um, outside environments are affecting your body you know like if your shampoo like i yeah i had a comment on that mcdonald's french fries one i'm always going to go back to that post but um you know someone saying like oh you know i had to change my shampoo and i had to change this and had to change that and i can't eat mcfries like oh what the fuck it's like well i'm sorry if your shampoo is shit for you you can't have it like and we're so lucky to live in an age right now where there's companies out there that are figuring out those chemicals aren't good. So therefore you still are getting a good standard shampoo. Think about 10, 15 years ago, if you figured this shit out, you'd be washing, <laughs> like, what are you going to, you know, if you want that lab refill, <laughs> I did no, like, not to wash my hair. I think, what was it? They say like the, the no pooing as they call it. <laughs> That's what it's called. This no pooing. Oh, really? I didn't know that. No pooing. No, no no shampooing. Yeah, no pooing. Uh, Yeah, I I did try it in my crunchy time and it just wasn't for me. I needed, I needed something 
And luckily at that time they were coming out with, you know, even herbal essence. That's like the most like probably chemical toxin lane, right? I used to use that shit all the time. Even though they have a shampoo that has less chemicals in it. So there's means and ways, right? It's not like this hard, like lifestyle for us. Oh, woes, woes us. It can suck when you're like, okay, the person over here, she just gets pregnant just by, you know, she can eat McDonald's, eat, eat her junk and still get pregnant. And that seems, it does seem unfair. Like it does, why am I over here buying or eating all organic and changing my shampoo and, you know, not eating my treats and all, all these things, but it is a mindset shift and to know, um, yeah, how we kind of got into that thinking, like we are very fortunate that we are in, was following Angie Alt from um, Autoimmune Wellness and talking big about the, I, the AIP diet. And she's talking about, we are so fortunate that we live in a country that we can actually figure this shit out with right. diet and lifestyle where other people don't have that option. Like we have, that's available to us. We can select what we, what we eat, what, how we, our mindset, all that is so important. And not everyone has that that option. So to me, it's it's it is a it is a mindset shift. And I'm just wondering for myself, like back then, if yeah, I get the comments. You're like, well, yeah, like that's it. Just like, what do you mean? I gotta do all this crap? You freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, or you look at it that, oh my god, I can do all this stuff, and I can actually majorly impact improve my success of having this work. Yeah. So, yeah. Empowered or pissed off. And maybe you need to be pissed off first and then you can start being empowered. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyways, back to my three tips to so get off our soapboxes again. We like yeah. being up there a lot, don't we? Um, so find your food intolerances, find your environmental intolerance, which like you just said, it is so easy to do that nowadays. It's, you just have to put in the effort, right? And then, um, and then I would say your mindset, I would say, start looking at things in a different way. Just start off simple. Like thank, thank God or whoever you think, um, that I woke up in a nice warm bed today. It could be that simple and just start from there. So those, I think those would be our top three tips to improve aid quality. Absolutely. Yeah. And on the mindset piece, and this is from you as well, that's that five minute journal. Yeah. I, I use that app every morning and I'm like, and it's like, what are your, the three things you're grateful for today? And, um, yeah, mine all like, they're so lame, but it's like, I'm, I'm grateful for this. I don't know how many times I look back that I've been grateful for the sunshine. I'm grateful for my dog and I'm grateful for that. I get to like meditate. And then another one, I'm like, what do you, what are the three things you're going to do today? I will walk. I will meditate and I will eat a nice lunch. I don't know. It's like these simple, but like when I'm writing them, I'm like, Oh, damn, these are fun. Um, so it is, yeah, d- d- rewiring your brain. And I'm like, and I'm like sitting here like s- smiling and it was fun. So it doesn't all need to be crap. Exactly. Um, I've got mine here. And um, I don't know if you do a different daily affirmation a day, but I do the same yeah. one every day, which I'll, I'll let. <laughs> I say, I am calm and patient and understanding to others. <laughs> That's a good one. I love it. Every day. That's like my, like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, mine is I'm present. 
And I say this because I'm sure you say that because those are things that you struggle. I don't know if you struggle with those. Let's say with the present or I'm like off yeah. excited about the future and I'm not, I'm not catastrophizing about the future. I'm just excited about the future. Um, but just to be present and to be like here in, in the thing. So I say that every day that I'm present. And that is so hard to do during your infertility journey, right? Yeah being present. I mean, that is the hardest thing to do. And I know I wasn't for the first like four years. Um, and I now get to look back on the last few years and I feel like really joyful that I had that much time with my husband because now you you just don't, right? It's just, (laughs) it's not like, that's just not what life is like for us anymore and I know you are just coming out on the other end now your kids are leaving college and you're reconnecting with your husband again and yeah it's um it's a really fucked up thing to say and you don't ever say it to an infertile person because it is super annoying um but it's the truth you know when you get when you come into that side I'm just like thank god I took those last few years and we traveled and we hung out and we did things together because that's just not our life right now which is fine we're a hundred percent happy that our life has turned out the way it is but um being present is yeah hands down the hardest thing to do for sure yeah that was for me too like we it took us six we got married you know I took us six years after that to have children and those six years like we really had a developed a really strong foundation for our relationship and you know during that time so out of the six years we were trying for I guess we were trying for for three and a half so um but it's still built a we we traveled and we really enjoyed each other's company and now 23 three years of marriage and um I still actually like them so yeah And you got through infertility together, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it just, it's crazy. Um, I don't follow that many people on Instagram anymore when, um, for several reasons. One, I get too emotionally evolved. Um, Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. That's just who I am. So I found it really kind of um, draining, you know, in a lot of ways of um, just being really involved in these um, women's journeys. and um obviously exciting when they get pregnant but then it kind of hashed out all you know it's almost like you're reliving the past right yeah trauma um but um but yeah there was a few women that i saw that uh ended their relationships because of infertility and it's just so heartbreaking because you know you know their struggles you know what they're going through and um like you say, if you don't start those bonds or if you don't really work on those issues, they'll break you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, I've, we, I coach couples and so the majority of them are, are in love and they want to have a baby, but there's a small percentage that ends up end up going into like more of a couples co- coaching thing. And I thought, geez, I would, couples coaching is just, it's, that's a hard, a hard thing. Cause I'm dealing with people that are, they're in a hard spot, but they still, they want to be together. Yeah. Other times it can really, it can pull you apart, but be able to, if you want to get back together and sometimes they actually don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That could be um, definitely another topic for another podcast for sure. Um, But that is it for us today. Once again, we've given you really broad answers and probably haven't solved anything for you. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I hope um, that we are encouraging you to take hold, take charge, um, be your own hero, and uh, dig deep for the root cause of your infertility. Um, next week, oh, what's on the topic? I think we're talking about being older moms next week. Um, not that we were necessarily really older moms, but um, we weren't moms when we wanted to be moms in our 20s. Oh. Um, so yeah, thank you once again for joining us, Sarah. And I hope everyone has a beautiful weekend and we will see you next week for another episode of The Infertile Diagnosis. A few more things before you go. If you like what we're doing, please leave a review and or a rating. We would greatly appreciate it and it would totally help us out. Also, if you'd like to connect with either of us, you can find me, Monica, over at mymindfulme.com and you can connect with Sarah over on fabfertile.com. All the links you need to find us on our websites, our social media, any products we talk about, book, special offers, or any guests that we have on, you're going to find all that information in the show notes. So that's it. Thank you once again for being with us here on the Infertile Diagnosis and have a beautiful day.